0: On the first day of school, it was going to be a ninety degree scorcher, and you could already feel the air starting to shimmer. Eddie Williams jogged up the four stone steps at the main entrance to South High School half an hour before the first bell rang, eager to meet his new students. The lives of men, the customs of peoples, and the pageantry of nations chart the course of tomorrow, proclaimed a large mural by the front door. The teacher was a tall man, six foot four inches in his socks with an athletic body. When there were no kids in the building, he sometimes used the many staircases in the school for exercise. Short black hair and a clean-shaven, angular face. He was 38 years old, but could have passed for 28. Earnest, ardent, industrious, kind, and highly sensitive were traits that came to mind when I thought about the parts of himself this teacher brought into his classroom, week in, week out, all year long. He almost always dressed conservatively, in long-sleeved dress shirts and chinos, and his wardrobe often made me think of leafing through an L.L. Bean catalogue. But that day, he was wearing a short-sleeved purple South High polo shirt. All the teachers had put on purple shirts, that being the school colour, so that the students could easily see whom they should turn to if they had a question about how to find a particular classroom, how to read the confusing schedules they carried, or where they could find the school's elusive cafeteria way up on the fourth floor. Mr. Williams usually avoided short-sleeved shirts, even in August, because they revealed the dark blue tattoo that circled one of his biceps, and he feared his students might misinterpret the ink designs as macabre, given their backgrounds. He worked diligently to communicate in all sorts of ways that he was a person they could trust. Mr. Williams had inherited his Anglo father's rangy height and propensity to freckle, along with his Latina mother's dark eyes and hair. Fluent in both Spanish and English, he was a sort of teacher who devoted an enormous portion of his warmth, vitality, and intellect to his students. South was a century-old, castle-like structure that stood on the edge of a rolling, green, 160-acre park in central Denver, Colorado. The rectangular park boasted meadows, manicured flower gardens, two lakes, a lily pond, meandering carriageways chock-a-block with lycra-clad joggers, ten much-in-demand public tennis courts, and the busiest recreation center in the city. The grand old homes that ringed the park were selling for upwards of one million dollars, while modestly-sized homes nearby that did not look directly onto the park might sell for half that amount. The neighborhood public high school was a popular choice, even for families who possessed significant wealth. Most of the classrooms were crowded with noisy, chattering teenagers. That morning, however, as he looked around his room, Mr. Williams saw many empty chairs and only seven students. The teenagers assigned to him wore shut-door expressions on their faces. Nobody in the room was talking, not even to one another. The teacher had expected this, for his room always got off to a quiet start. Welcome to newcomer class, he said, in a deliberately warm tone of voice. My name is Mr. Williams. What is your name? Where are you from? The seven teenagers who had reported to room 142 made no reply. Just the act of showing up by 7.45 in the morning had required enormous fortitude. It was August 24, 2015 and the students had spent on average more than an hour negotiating the local public transit system to get to the school. They lived crammed with other relatives into small houses or one- or two-bedroom apartments located in far-flung neighborhoods, nowhere near this upscale zip code, in parts of the city where a dollar could be stretched. Rents had jumped dramatically in central Denver in recent years, and affordable housing could only be found in the city's periphery, if at all. Getting from the patchwork zones of cheap housing located on the farthest edges of the city to south, via the public transit system, took dogged commitment. But that was a quality that Mr. Williams' students typically possessed in abundance. What they did not possess, for the most part, was the ability to understand what he was saying. "'Welcome to newcomer class,' the teacher repeated, taking care to enunciate each word deliberately my name is Mr. Williams. What is your name? Where are you from? Mr. Williams often said things twice. It gave his lessons a sing-song quality. The students continued to stare back at the teacher without speaking.